All right, welcome to this special edition of Every Damn Day. We're going to talk about the horror show that was the pre first presidential debate that took place last night. And Kevin and I were uh, messaging each other during the debate, and we're also posting on social media. But this is our first chance to actually discuss it live. Kevin, what was your um, overall reaction to that? Everyone called it a shit show. It really was. They sh now, if you Google shit show, a picture from that debate should come up. My overall reaction was I can't believe I watched it because I looked at all the people online saying I'm not going to watch this. Although I do have to say, all you people who are like, I'm not going to watch it. Well, fuck off then. Get off social. Nobody cares what you have to fucking say. If you don't want to sit and watch it because you can't <laughs> handle it, fine. But you know what? Get the fuck off social media. Nobody cares that you didn't want to watch or you couldn't watch. Or Let me tell you something. We are in a war in this country right now. We are at war. If you have to fucking cry, go outside. Nobody needs you in here sniveling. Like these people call us snowflakes and I'm ready to fucking punch some people in the face. So I, I don't, I can't stand those people. That being said. Wait, hold um, on one second. Is that, I feel like, is that the way you talk to your actors at the theater? Yes, absolutely. You come be directed by me. This is what you're going to get. We don't do snowflake theater. I just, I, that, I just felt like I was getting a taste of it. All right. Oh ahead. yeah. I'm, I'm full metal jacket at this point. No, but, yes. um, I, I think it's crazy because I, but at the same time, I'm like, well, they have a point. Like, they were the ones being like, it's going to be a disaster. And I went in thinking it was going to be boring. I thought, oh, you know what? It's actually not going to be that bad. If anything, it's probably going to be really boring because the president is seven points behind. He's going into this debate. You know, the debates last time was an interesting it was an interesting position for him to be in because he hadn't done anything, you know? This time he was gonna have to, I'm gonna use sports terms, Brett, so just bear with me. Um, he was gonna have to play defense. You know, a lot of people were like, Biden has to do that. Biden didn't have to do anything. Biden's seven points ahead. The president had to come in and really, really, um, you know, make up some ground and sort of, so it was interesting because I thought, well, it's gonna be boring because, you know, the president is gonna have to do X, Y, and Z and Biden just has to, hold the line and so and gosh what a fool i was what an what an idiot i was to think that this president would care or would even admit to himself that he is seven points behind and that he needed to do anything in this debate to i think well i think he had a i think his strategy was twofold one i think he wanted to see if he could get biden really rattled you know and then they could Go back to the, you know, he has dementia. He's not up to it. And secondly, I think he thought that if he talked for 90 minutes, then he couldn't get called out on what's yeah. happened with COVID. Oh, they gave him. Yeah, the I mean, things, so. yeah, he was coached the way you would coach. You know, Mike Tyson wasn't so much a great boxer as he was just a symbol of brute force. You know, it's not like like Mike Tyson's whole uh, power was in the fact that he could just he could just knock you out. And so the president went into this with nothing but brute force. And one of the things that people have started pointing out is that Joe Biden suffers from a stutter, which everybody knows. Um, if you've ever worked with people who have a stutter or if you know anything about speech pathology, that, that piece of garbage that we call a president was trained, if in nothing else, to hit at that stutter every chance he got. Everything he did was designed to 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 play to Joe Biden's disability, which I think is the most vile, disgusting part of this whole thing. It's that he was he was strategically trying not and I, and it's kind of up to what you said to make him look rattled. But it wasn't just to rattle him because he's an older guy and they think they're claiming he has dementia, which he doesn't. 
it's the fact that they do know that he has a stutter and they were trying to play that to their advantage. And it was absolutely disgusting. I think the people who are saying this debate, this debate, no, don't say the debate. If I go on stage in a play and one of the actors doesn't know his lines and, and, and sets fire to the set, I'm not letting you walk out of the theater and say, God, man, that, that play was a mess, huh? It's like, no, the play wasn't a mess. That actor was a mess. Yeah, I you think know, the people that try, all the people that tried to both sides it, I've had friends that were like, oh, you know, they both showed that they weren't up to it. And I was like, I also just strategically, I don't know what what anyone, if you take anyone, if you take Barack Obama, Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan, John F. Kennedy, put them on that debate stage and you have someone that's acting like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, I, what, I don't what know, could how, you possibly you do? To, what are you supposed to do? I don't, I don't even get it. Like you could scream back, but then you're, you know, I said to a friend of mine, it's like, it's like being on stage trying to do your dissertation, like a monkey just starts throwing shit at you. But this is, you know, the thing, I mean, Brad, I don't... this is what, this is what we're seeing. And it's a really scary reality beyond Trump. There are, there is a significant portion of this population that believes that the way you should get to be president is by how loud you can yell and how much brute force you can use and how good you are at being a bully. It's not that they're in denial that he is those things. They believe that that is what value is, that there is well, value think... in, in yelling the loudest and in being the meanest and in steamrolling. I mean, don't forget, all his supporters are the kids who never fucking studied for the test and then raised their hand in class anyway and talked about the weather outside to show how smart they were and how they could outmaneuver everybody. So they know this. They know these techniques and they love it. They love that he's able to derail the whole thing. They want the derailment. Well, I will say, I'll say two things. One, in terms of his support. One, I've said all along that, you know, the, the mantra of fake news, you know, it gives people that are ignorant you know, basically cause to celebrate their ignorance. They don't have to uh, hide it anymore. They can, anything you say to them, they don't have to know anything. They just have to say fake news. So those people love them. But on the other side, you know, the, the huge corporate interests, um, you know, the, the people from the federal society, I mean, they love them. Think of all the judges that have gone through the, oh, yeah. the breaks for business. So it's really, it's like a two prong of like the, the, the most elite, the people that, you know, he, you know, kind of in a fake way lashes out at. And then it's a bunch of people that like to embrace ignorance and they're getting fed it 24 hours a day. I thought the best analogy I saw was that that Trump was like a guy that you would see in a viral video and like Trader Joe's like screaming about not wanting to wear a mask. And oh, Biden yeah. and Chris Wallace were like his like kids or the staff. They're trying to like get him out of the store and stuff like that. And it was just it was like you had to watch it, but it was just awful to watch. I mean, I don't know where, like, tr for, also, let's talk about the fact that Trump is on either cocaine, Adderall. I mean, he's not much younger than Biden. And for him to have that kind of unbridled rage and, and I mean, I got to give Biden, I'm not a huge Biden fan, but you have to give the man credit. People, I know people his age who can't open a tuna can, you know what I mean? Like, and here he is up there basically five feet away from a Tasmanian devil trying to like rattle off statistics while being screamed at by a madman. I'm like, it's amazing. He was able to even form a thought. I mean, like one of the comedians on Twitter, she put, you know, as a comedian, I identify with him. It's literally like you're getting heckled up there. Um, what I'll, you know, one of the things that I've kind of reached at this point is looking at this process is that 
if Republicans want to use the argument that, or if, if people want to insinuate that what's going on here is that, you know, Republicans are cool with this because they get everything they want as long as Trump is president. My argument is we saw the same thing happen to the Democrats to some extent. Now, regardless of how you feel about this, um, there was a moment in this Democratic primary where Bernie Sanders was probably going to take the nomination. And the Democrat, now, however you feel about that, the Democrats got together and said, right, but we don't want him representing this party. We want someone like Joe, but we have to think about what this party represents. And it has to be Joe Biden. The Republicans had the exact same option. There were multiple times during the Republican primary when they saw what was going on with Trump and they could have said, you know what, we got to sit everybody else down and we got to say, guys, it's going to be Jeb Bush or it's got to be John Kasich. And they could have coalesced around someone and they could have put forward someone who could have gotten them everything that they wanted, but not saddled us with a lunatic. Yeah, but he probably that person probably would have lost. And I don't I, I've been no, very I don't skeptical. know. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. How, ex- how excited would you, you know, one thing about Trump, he gets people fired up. I mean, Jeb Bush famously had to ask people oh, what to they were scared. What, what they were scared of. Right. Was that they would lose the white supremacists. I mean, that's why he couldn't. Everyone's freaking out. Oh, my God. He didn't denounce white supremacy. Of course, he didn't denounce white supremacy. Who do you think his base is? And, and the other his, thing too is yeah. I I don't I don't buy the the Bernie could have won I, I just I he's, Bernie just is not right that I just I just think it's I just think it's interesting that we had a moment where the Democrats sat everybody down and said yeah. okay enough we're picking somebody and that's it and it's done yeah and the Republicans well, the could have done that. The, the thing I liked it before the, the debate, though, I was, you know, like, you know, fishing around on Twitter and elsewhere. And there were a number of like right wing conspiracies flying around the day of the debate on social media and elsewhere. One was that uh, Biden was going to have an earpiece in and they right. were going to feed him answers, right. which, you know, imagine someone just screaming at you. And then at the same time, you have another voice in your ear. Yeah, it, it, didn't make, lines, it didn't make like, any sense. It, it didn't it, make it, any sense. Then then there was the that he had been given the questions and memorized the answers, which was in direct contrast with the Rudy Giuliani going on Fox and Friends saying that Biden has dementia. So they're saying that he has dementia, but he was also given a, a 90 minutes worth of answers also, here's uh, the to thing. recite. Giuliani on TV looks like the most nutty person you've ever seen in your life. Giuliani, so Trump is the Tasmanian devil, Giuliani is Yosemite Sam. I mean, they're literally, the entire party can be represented by Looney Tune villains. Like, it's just absolutely, but here's the thing. I laugh whenever there's this thing of, okay, nobody has the questions, nobody has the questions. They told them what the topics were gonna be. Would it really be that hard to figure out what the fucking questions were? I mean, to think that it would make any difference if you knew the question, I mean, is ridiculous. Like, it's no different than school, right? Like. You might not know exactly what date the teacher is going to ask you for, but you know the subject is history and you know what you studied. So you have a general idea. So to me, it's like, even if they gave them the questions beforehand, what difference would it make? I mean, the categories were so specific. It was the pandemic. It was the Supreme Court. It was, you know, law and order. My God, law and order. The fact that the can we talk about the fact that they had the audacity with two septuagenarians up there in the white septuagenarians up there they they wanted to devote 15 minutes to race 
I mean, like what an absolutely, I would have, if I were Biden, I would have refused to even participate in that. I would have been like, I can't, I can't talk about, what are you crazy? I'm not talking about race up here. What, what are you nuts? Like it was, and, and I'll only say this here and then I'm never going to say it again. There were many things Biden said during that debate that I am not happy about. I am not happy that he is playing to those fucking rednecks in Wisconsin or those yokels in Michigan or Ohio, wherever he has to play to because of this bullshit electoral college. Um, I hate that I have to be all in on him. He said that Amy Coney Barrett seems lovely. She's a fucking handmaid. I mean, no, she's not the handmaid. She's the woman holding down the handmaid. There's nothing lovely about her. And what I think is interesting is that there was a moment where Trump, if he had any sense, could have really, really hurt Biden. And it's when they asked Biden the question about getting rid of the filibuster and packing the Supreme Court. And Biden was in a tough spot because there's only one answer to that question that's correct. And it's yes. Even if you don't think you can do it in order, like right now, the answer is yes. But the problem is that answer has been labeled a progressive answer to that question. And he's trying to appeal to moderates. So Biden dodges the question and I go, oh, fuck, that was bad. But what's the very next question? Will Trump denounce white supremacists? I mean, he gave yeah. him the biggest gift because all he had to do was say anything. I know he can't denounce them because they're his base, but all he had to do was kind of not, not make it such a horrific moment. And he could have let it sit that Biden dodged the question about the court. And I just thought it was so interesting because I'm like, this guy doesn't even know how to get a point on the board. He doesn't even know how to get a point. I mean, there was no strategy whatsoever to what he well, did. Well, I think, you know, Biden, Biden, it's so funny to me when people are, you know, he, you know, he'll try to tie him to Bernie Sanders in one uh, in one motion. Then the next second he's saying that, oh, he's insulting to Bernie. You know, they're saying that he's, uh, you know, d he's not very tough on crime. Oh, yeah. But then he's also was the author of this draconian crime law. So it's kind of like and it, and I just laugh when, when people try to tie Biden to Bernie Sanders. You know, I read someone somewhere somewhere uh, someone wrote, you know, that, the you know, he's been like the mayor of, you know, malarkey town for 40 plus years. And he was just waiting for this moment to unleash communism in America. You know what I mean? That's who the guy is. You know, he's like Johnny centrist and he's not a, he's not like anywhere near my favorite candidate, but, you know, given the, um, you know, given the alternative, but my question is this, you're, you watch the debate. It, it just doesn't matter. Like Trump will just say anything on matters, large and small on small matters. He says, Oh, I bet you golf way more than I do. And it's like, firstly, one Biden's not president too. I've never seen any footage of him golfing this year. I actually but love he that. Just say it. Yeah. He can just, he just he say, literally, oh, I he just the, say anything and it doesn't I matter. Love the so moment. And this was come from Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace asked Biden, have you called the mayor of Democratic cities and told them to enforce law and order? And Biden goes, what? I'm not president. I'm not even vice president. I'm a private citizen. No, I'm not calling the mayor of Portland and telling her what to do. Who the fuck would I be to do that? Like, it's just, but I, it was just the most ridiculous question. I'm like, of course he's not doing that. I know what you, I know what you're implying. But ask him the right question. Don't ask him if he's already acting like president. That doesn't make any sense. But my, my, what I'm trying to get at is, 
what so there are two more debates scheduled and there's a vice presidential debate Lord help is us. there any is there any point to them i mean short of one of them having a stroke um on stage. you know this was a so if for my money if you all are looking for you know uh feedback i i mean i know that you know when i say msnbc everyone's gonna roll their eyes um msnbc has had a really brilliant idea for this election season and it is to put in my opinion their three best people joy reed rachel maddow and nicole wallace um on stage i could listen to them talk all night three of the smartest people who work there one of them a former republican um and they had some great great takes and the question they asked the question they said should biden even show up i mean what is the point of this and nicole wallace's take was look trump's a bully and you don't you don't back down from a bully you know you 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 have to show up you can't and plus if he doesn't show up they'll easily turn that into he's sick he's not well he's scared he's this he's that you know unfortunately i think there is a lot of value in some of these battleground states and rust belt and all this bullshit in just making yourself look tough so i think yes but now today they announced that the presidential commission you know you fucked up bad when they're already changing rules the next day because of what you did the presidential commission has already said oh we have to change the rules because this just we can't have this and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? Cut the mic? You think he can't scream over the mic? I, I mean, well, I, don't, I think that now the, I looked it up now. The the next presidential debate October is 15th. on uh, October 15th. Yep. I guess it's a town hall format. Right. So, you know, like a, a, a regular citizen is going to ask Biden a question while he's answering that. It is a little more difficult for um, Trump to be like the remember... gorilla flinging shit, but, but hold on one you... sec. Yeah. So uh, I, I was speaking, Kevin, for Christ's oh, sake. Oh, God. All right. Well, get uh, in there. Get in there. So, I'm, uh... I'm practicing my presidential debating. <laughs> yeah. You have to roll your eyes a little bit or smile oh, at the camera. So, uh, so the, but the moderator of that debate is the guy Steve Scully from C-SPAN. And he's been on like C-SPAN since the beginning. He's got his hair parted on the side. And he's like one of those guys that hosts the call-in type show. Oh, wait, I was going to say, is he the call-in guy? He's the one yeah, that does the call and the guy is like literally like Fred Rogers. And I'm like, how is that guy going to keep order? Uh, unless he's some kind of secret like Chuck Norris or something. That guy is the mo most milk toast guy on the planet. And he's the guy that's in charge of the next one. Yikes. Also, do you remember the 2016 town hall with Hillary Clinton where he circled her like a shark the entire time? I mean, like, oh, yeah. we've... You know, like everyone's sort of, what I think is so interesting is that every, nobody is bringing up the fact that he did this four years ago. We saw that he did all of this four years ago. Hillary Clinton just was better at dealing with him. Yeah, nobody he wants was to say no that. way. He wasn't anywhere on this level. No, he was, I think well, it's because he didn't have a yeah. record that he had to defend. Right. But what I will say is this. It's not that he was great four years ago and now he's unhinged. He was terrible four years ago. Now he's out of control. But that being said, this idea that like, oh, now it's out of control. It's like it was out of control four years ago. The man invited Bill Clinton's accusers to the debate that he was yeah, doing. I just think he wasn't he wasn't this unhinged. And I think for a couple of reasons, one, he had to be, he was a little bit aware of how that would look against a woman Two, you know, uh, on the, you know, this week, you know, the story came out about him not paying hardly anything in taxes, that he's going to, that he owes a ton of money that's going to be coming due in the next few years. And then also the whole thing with his campaign manager, 
getting arrested. Um, and, and that guy seems like he's got a lot of funky things going on with a lot of tens of millions of dollars going in weird directions. So I think he, those things kind of stressed him out as well. So, um, I, you know, and I think he wanted to rattle Biden. But, he, you know, as awful as he was against Hillary Clinton, he was like one of the great gentlemen of our time compared to the way he was, <laughs> the way he was when he ran again when, uh, last night. I mean, last night was just insane. I think it's also interesting. I remember when he went on Oprah years ago when The Celebrity Apprentice was in its first season and it was a big smash. And Oprah Winfrey said to him, because at the time, you know, the perception was he was this busy, busy guy, he had all these businesses, whatever. And it was, you know, if you think back to that time, it was kind of this interesting thing that he would do this reality show. You didn't really see, you know, you didn't see Jeff Bezos doing reality shows or whatever. So she said to him, you know, do you like doing this? Do you like doing a reality show? And he looked at her and he said, I like it because it's number one. I, I like it because I'm on top. I Otherwise, no, I wouldn't. Now, the interesting thing is that Celebrity Apprentice, I mean, uh, not Celebrity, but the it was a regular Apprentice, was only number one for that first season. After that, it, it kind of fell off pretty quickly. But what I think is when I was looking at him last night, I thought about that because I thought he's not number one anymore. You know, four years, he wasn't president. Uh, he had just vanquished all his primary foes. He was running against a, a supremely unpopular career politician, you know, he he was the new game. He was the new man in town. And like, and like you pointed out, you know, he had no record on anything. So he could say whatever he wanted. And I think now what you're seeing is someone who is all of that's gone. And so it's not fun anymore. He's not having fun. He, four years ago, he was an absolute nightmare. But he was kind of like a gleeful little kid, tor you know, tormenting ants with a magnifying glass. Now he's just he's he's broken. I mean, and he's an, he's a dangerous, dangerous man, but he's also broken. And well, I think he's I think as has been documented, though, I mean, what he was doing four years ago was, you know, what he didn't really think he was going to win. You know, it was a branding thing. You know, he really did rely on that money from The Apprentice. And, you know, I, it's funny over the years, you know, everyone talks about Trump University and, and how, you know, he ended up having to pay a twenty five million dollar fine. He was literally just putting his name on anything, steaks, mattresses. Water, vodka, mattresses, uh, airline. I mean, it didn't matter. He would just put his name on anything. But, you know, his whole life has sort of been a sham. I do think that was the main reason he was so aggressive last night was because he did not want to get called out or questioned on his failures. And so, you know, and but but my whole thing is this. I know it's theater, but is there any point to those debates when you can just literally say yeah. anything like you can literally say, I invented uh, the airplane. I did. Um, and, and I don't care what you say, you know what I mean? Well, so logistically. Like so how it would work in the past, right. Is that that's what the moderator's there for, you know? And I'm right. sure I'm not trying to defend Chris Wallace, but what I'll say is, you know, Chris Wallace has been around the block. I'm sure that if it hadn't descended into pandemonium and you're a hundred percent, right part of the game plan was don't let them get in any follow-up questions. They only really got to ask him one question about the taxes. He, he rattled off a bunch of numbers. I paid 20 million, I paid 30, I paid 50. I mean, just random numbers that who knows where he's getting them. And they couldn't ask a follow-up because it descended into chaos, you know? But in terms of you asking, is there a point to this? There is a point in years where it's gonna move the needle. We've already determined that Everyone who's in for Biden is in, everyone who's in for Trump is in, and there aren't enough undecideds left to move the needle either way. 
So this year, more than other years, yeah, there's no point. I mean, there really isn't. There, there is no point. All it's doing is demoralizing us as a country. It's well, not a debate. A lot, though, I think part of Trump's strategy, though, is trying to get people to not vote. You know, obviously, with all his talk about, you know, the mail-in ballots and stuff like that. And I think they're part of their strategy has always been voter suppression. And, and here he's just trying to dissuade a large number of people from voting. So in less than so a week from today, while we're recording this, there will be the only VP debate. And I'm sure that's going to look like a tea party compared to last night, because, you know, last time when Pence had the debate in the VP debate, he's very smooth. You know, he's kind of got that preacher vibe to him and he just lied the whole time. He yeah. just blatantly lied. And again, it didn't really matter, you know. So you know what's interesting about that, though, is this is what I'm wondering. You probably remember this from four years ago. Do you remember what happened after the Pence debate, though? The press after the Pence debate said, "Oh, Pence did a better job than Trump did," and Trump was so mad that there were reports that he was going to take Pence off the ticket. Now that was at a year when we both, as we both said, Trump was kind of under some kind of control. So I fully expect Mike Pence to look beyond presidential compared to Trump at his debate. And what do you think is going to happen when after all the bad reviews Trump just got, Pence gets called, you know, calm, smooth. uh, He's going to lose his mind. He's going to absolutely lose his mind. I'm curious to see. I mean, Harris is if you see her in the Senate, you know, is very skilled at picking people apart. And so I'm going to be I'm interested to see, you know, how uh, how she will handle. Can I ask you as somebody with kids? I would love to ask you because he invoked his son. He invoked Bo. Well, he he sort of danced on Bo a little bit, but he really went in. Trump really went in for Hunter. You as a dad, could you stand there and listen to that? I I feel like I would I would haul off and clock him like I really don't know how I could listen to it. Yeah, I don't I mean, you know, the thing is this, I, I you know, going on social media, especially Twitter, all these pundits and, and you know, you see them and they're like total stuffed shirts and they'll say if he had responded with this, it would have just ended the election right there. You know, and it's and it's like it's kind of like when you see these social media things where they say so and so just destroyed so and so. And I'm like, what, they made a Twitter jab at them? Like, come on. So I don't know just from a just from a strategic standpoint what he could have said back to him. Um, no, but I, I just know, mean like you as a person, like, do you think, and I know it's something that oh, I would have been should... like, go, I would have said, go fuck yourself, you know, <laughs> but, but, but I don't, you know, I don't, and also Biden, you know, Biden, I think, you know, on reflection, just by not acting like a raving lunatic, like I think Biden did okay, you know, uh, that he kept his act together. And I think his whole thing that was that he wasn't going to lose it, but, but, you know, I think that he showed, you know, I, he definitely showed a, a sympathetic side. And I think that's what people like about him. He was talking about, you know, hey, his son had this problem. And that was the best know, moment and, for me. That was the best yeah. moment because he because he took that. it and said, yeah, because he owned it. He owned it and said, look, yeah, he had a problem and he's working on it. And, you know, don't forget, uh, there is no one in this country at this point who doesn't know or love someone who has struggled with addiction if they haven't struggled themselves. So I think that was a. That was a gift. Yeah, but I also see the thing is, too, Trump, Trump was like flailing around on stuff that I just think a lot of people like people that are political junkies, they know all about Hunter Biden. But otherwise, they're like, who and why does this matter to it? And then he's like, you know, in the election with Carolyn Maloney in uh, New York or Mahoney or whatever, like everyone's like, what? Like, you know, I don't know. It's just a lot of it's kind of like you could understand 
even the Hillary Clinton stuff, even if it was dumb as hell, like you could kind of understand it. But to me, like Hunter Biden's like this bank shot. And like, what is what is Joe Biden? Not to mention, did you did you get the impression when he came out with that? Now, I I actually do every so often follow these kind of weird conspiracy theories. What the hell was he talking about with the did you get the impression that he thought he had a gotcha moment where he said, oh, really? How about when you took money from the mayor of Moscow? I was like, what are you talking? What QAnon thread did you pull this from? Like, it was so bizarre because I knew kind of what he was referencing with the Hunter Biden stuff. I had no clue what the mayor that was. That was another that was another Hunter Biden thing. Oh, I mean, but, but no one but no one knew that. So. Yeah, he was just kind of flailing around, you know, and I just I don't think it was really that effective. And it's just also I think a lot of it is just like, you know, they always they always had the thing which made me want to slip my wrists when people would say, oh, who would you want to have a beer with? Like, I oh, always God, hated I hate that. that. But I, hate, I that. hate it. But it's also like some people, I think, and you can see it in the numbers for like suburban women. Like, who do you want? To, whose face do you want to see for the next four years? And believe me, like, you know, looking at. Oh, yeah. You know, Biden's Jordan. face, he looks yeah. like Fire Marshal Bill, you know. But, but <laughs> well, Jim like, Carrey's playing him. Jim Carrey's playing yeah, him on SNL. But, but it's also like, do you really just want to deal with this screaming lunatic for four years? So I, I don't know. I just don't think it helped. And I, I, you know, whatever they try to pin on Biden, I just feel like he's just like this squishy figure who, you know, you can't say he's this wild socialist. And, yeah, you know, just all the stuff. I don't know. It's just. As 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 bland as Biden is, I just think for this race, I think he's just kind of ideal. You know what I mean? He's kind of like the old like stretch Armstrong doll. You just like stretch him and punch him and he just kind of bounces back into shape. And, you know, he kind of looks like he's made a silly putty. And I don't know. It's just I'm not super excited about it either. But uh, it's also the other option is like the end of Western. Well, and as I said last night, we got into this mess because at some point in the history of politics, everybody decided that boring was bad. You know what I mean? Like this was it it never used to be that way. You were never expected to be entertained by politics, you know. And I think as soon as we went down that road, it was just. This, of course, this is where we wound up. This is what entertainment you, looks like. If you want to get, if you want to see something jarring, like go back and watch like Carter and like Ford debate, <laughs> you know, two guys who are not really going to get your motor revved up, but sort of like the level of detail that, you know, people used to joke about Ford, you know, cause he had played football without a helmet that, you know, he, he was had a, a few screws loose. But the level of detail that these guys had about stuff, you know, it was like, it was pretty detailed and, you just fast forward to now. And I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if the beginning of the end was sort of like, you know, when they had the debate on MTV with Bill Clinton and they asked him boxers versus brief or, you know, and Clinton was really to me the first guy that really mastered that complete like non-answer answer when it came to, um, you know, tough questions where he would slide away. He was great at it, you know, but I don't know. It just it, it to me, it's just a pointless exercise. I don't even I mean, they're they're kind of fun to watch. I'm looking forward to Harris and Pence, but I don't really know what it has to do. Yeah, with I anything. think I think that Harris and Pence is I mean, you could be wrong. I was wrong about last night. I thought I thought it's going to be bad, but it's not going to be awful. It was whatever is awful times 20. Uh, I do think that uh, I mean, so I mean, I think Paris, I, I, what I would what we all want to see is Harris and Trump. That's what everybody wants to see. You know, everybody. I was hoping it would be like the WWE where Joe Biden tagged out. You know, like I wanted 10 <laughs> minutes of of Kamala Harris just working that body. 
because she would have just eaten the face off his skull. Like it was, he should thank his lucky stars. Anyone. I I don't, I, I just, I keep going back. I think that just from an optic standpoint, you know, him screaming at a woman would have looked really, really bad. But uh, in terms of even just like mounting some kind of offensive against that, I, I'm still sort of like, I don't know what you do in the face of no, there's nothing you can do. throwing bags of shit at you, you know? And I think the thing we have to remember, you know, Joy Reid was like, this is going to cost him women and this is going to, co-, which it might, you know, and it's going to cost him more women than it would have. You know, he kept yelling about the suburbs because he's losing. He is hemorrhaging votes in the suburbs. I mean, that's right. where he is really. Um, and she made the great point that, like, you know, Trump was trying to get women scared of Cory Booker. And, like, think about being scared of Cory Booker, but just wrapping your arms around that KFC talking bucket <laughs> last night. Um, but the thing you have to remember is all of his supporters, uh, most of them do not like him. They're not supporting him. He's a means to an end. So they're watching that debate. I am sure that Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz and all them, they were watching that they weren't watching it seeing anything different than what we were seeing, but all they were thinking was doesn't matter because he's going to get us what we want. doesn't matter. If you listen to any of the interviews this week with those nut jobs at the pro-life, you know, organizations, they have happily made a deal with the devil and they're proud of it. They don't even mince words about it. You know, he got them, he gave them what they wanted. This is what they wanted. So they don't care what package it comes in. And it's like I said earlier, I get that. I get that that's what we're all doing. I mean, if, if, you know, if I thought that like Vin Diesel could win the Democratic nomination and give me three Supreme Court liberal justices, I'd be wearing a Vin Diesel t-shirt. Like if I can get what I want, yeah, I'll, I'll hold my nose. What bothers me is there were, that they have put the entire company, uh, country in danger to get what they wanted. They didn't need to get what they wanted through this lunatic. Um, I agree with you that Jeb Bush maybe couldn't have done it, but I think John Kasich would have cleaned Hillary Clinton's clock. I do, I really do. I really think I don't he know. Could've. I don't think he would get the base the base fired up. So before we go, I just yeah. want to mention one other thing. So, you know, Mitt Romney, I'm always I always just laugh when people try to put their hopes oh, God. On, on some on Mitt kind of Romney. Republican. You know, like this time Susan Collins is gonna do the right thing. It's like, yeah, right. But Mitt Romney, um, you know, obviously when he was talking about the um Supreme Court uh justice nomination. And he repeated one of my most hated talking points that they use all the time. And they say, well, this is a center right country. Uh. And now we have to get ready for, you know, kind of a center right court because, you know, the Democrats have had the court for a while. It's like, firstly, we haven't had the court for a while. You know, once in a while, uh, Judge Roberts, who was, you know, born uh, as a corporate lawyer. And that's where that's that's all he cares about. I think once in a while he'll make a decision based on politics where he thinks we can't look too political but for 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 romney to say that when you look at the way you know uh roe v wade polls when you look at the way medicare for all polls it's not a center-right country when literally millions and millions of people vote more for the other party it's just a shitty system and it's funny because trump always says you know it's a rigged system and he's right and it's rigged for raging assholes like himself like it's not rigged against him it's rigged for him 
There's a really there's a really good point to end on, and that is that there is one thing that the president said last night that I wholeheartedly agree with, and it's that elections have consequences. When they asked him, why do you think you should be able to put this person on the Supreme Court when your party bent over backwards explaining why Barack Obama couldn't do the same, he looked right at him and said, because we won. I mean, that's essentially what he said. He said, because we won. And I really, really hope that progressives, that third party people, that Green Party, Jill Stein, whoever they are, that they heard that loud and clear. It, nothing matters if you don't win. Nothing. It does not matter. There is nothing like, and, and you can never underestimate the power you give someone by handing them an election. So I, I did agree yeah, with that. I mean, I thought that was the most honest he was all night. He didn't, he, you know. I, and, yeah. I, I don't disagree. My only thing is this, that if you win the election, will you be ruthless in using the power? Because I just I just worry about Biden because he's still got this old school mentality that we can work with the Republicans. And you have guys like Manchin who aren't going to, you know, yeah, but, you who, know all in West things, Virginia, you yeah. know, so I, I don't know. So, but I, you know, I, all the things that Trump was saying about Biden last night, they're only half wrong. He is now in a party. You know, he's not in the same party. You know, Democrats fall in love. Republicans fall in line. So it is not the same kind of situation when you hand power over to someone like Joe Biden. I'm not even I am not joking about this at all. Joe Biden last night, the one thing I can't believe no one's commenting on, but I'm really glad about it, is he looked tired, man. He looked old. He looked tired. He is not going to make it four years in the White House. There is no way. So that debate between Pence and Harris for me is a presidential debate. Because I really want to hear where she stands on a lot of things, because I, I, I do not wish anything bad on him. I'm not even suggesting that he would pass away in office. I'm just saying we know what the presidency does to a person. He would already be the oldest person to ever hold the office. I just can't imagine there'd be four years. I, I cannot imagine it. So right, were, you, were you surprised now in terms of trotting out his greatest hits? He said, come on, man, probably 50 oh times. But I don't, I don't think he said malarkey even once. He didn't say malarkey. He's saving that for the town hall. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that, like, I, I think he's, he's not going to be able to hold the line against some of the, some of the people in the party. But we will uh, – Brett and I have already talked about possibly uh, getting together with masks on. We haven't discussed pants yet. I'm still negotiating that. But I did agree to masks to watch the next uh, – uh, potential debate on the 15th, the town hall. Um, we're thinking of inviting either the Kool-Aid man um, or the guy from Little Caesars, Pizza Pizza, uh, to come by. Very much Pee Wee's Playhouse vibe. Um, and uh, I will, Can I throw one other contender in the ring? Yes. I will say this. You may not know this, that I did go to WrestleMania once, and I brought my son and my nephew, and we went to the WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony at Madison Square Garden. And one of the inductees that night was Donald J. Trump. Oofta. Inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, introduced by Vince McMahon himself. So I think that uh, that's why I felt like this whole he just has a wrestling vibe oh, to yeah. him in terms of. I mean, I only I just acts. wish Biden had hit him with the chair. Um, but Biden should have. I think Biden should have said to him. Should have said, "Listen, you used to pretend that you were your own publicist, and you would call up." these newspapers used to have a fake time magazine cover with man of the year on the wall 
and you're in a, a fake sport hall of fame. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it, it would have been perfect. I would have said like, to him, you used to, you used to sell mattresses. Nobody wanted to sleep on and hotels. Nobody wanted to stay in with steaks. Nobody wanted to eat. Like it just, yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just like, and pens that never had ink in them, but thank you all for listening to every damn day. Please like, and subscribe. Um, and also check out Brett's spinoff podcast uh, where he solves uh, life's mysteries and the occasional murder. Um, and uh, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Stay safe.